Third and 40, where we're finally giving sports the attention they deserve. I'm Emily Ziri. I'm here with Mary Jo Peel. Hello! And Ken Daler. Hello, listener. <laughs> How are you guys today? I'm okay. My back hurts because I'm an old man. Oh, well, welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the same, welcome. So, you guys, we got a lot of reader mail. I'm sorry. <gasps> Are you serious? I am. I am. Our um, listener wrote us many times? Our listener wrote us no, a number of times. Okay. I'm um, so excited. So it turns out that after our second episode, the one where I got in um, a bit deep on a taxonomy of sports that was uh, somewhat ridiculous, <laughs> I got a handful of emails and texts from listener. So <laughs> let's call this opening segment Listener Right. <laughs> JD wrote... To say, well, what do you think about boxing, wrestling, and martial arts? What category would you put those in? I didn't hear you mention those when you went through your taxonomy. I think I might need a reminder of the categories. Oh. I could have sworn you did. I I thought there was a category, but I I don't want to call the listener out on his or her lie. But I thought we said something about that. I don't have my notes in front of me because that would take preparation. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe I mentioned boxing, wrestling, or martial arts. And, you know, initially I thought, well, they're for sure superlatives, right? Because you're either going for the quickest knockout or the yep. most points. Oh, right? okay. Right. Sure. Right? The most something. Wait, okay. Does martial arts get graded, if you will, by points? Or is it knocking out your opponent? Opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Martial arts to me feels like karate, which I'm not sure is a sport. Am I wrong? Uh, we not about whether or not it's a sport. I mean, I realize that's a more. But is that how martial arts but, works? Because is it an actual it, like isn't game it about technique? I don't know. Okay, well, no, I'm looking at Ken. Like <laughs> that's why we're both here is because we do not know. I think it's like you learn how to do all the moves properly, and then maybe you spar with others, and you get points for things okay okay proper execution sweep the leg kind of stuff i don't i don't know (laughs) okay i'm just guessing based on the six months that my son was enrolled in taekwondo before he dropped out so i don't know for sure i don't know what to call it exactly nor do i know how it's scored but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm just going to since this is my system i'm going to say that under the superlative category we're going to have subcategories oh okay Uh, this is a new thing inspired by jd's email okay and so this one category is going to be called pummeling Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, there could be some Venn diagramming because that seems football-esque to me oh. and hockey-esque. Oh. But who am I to confuse the issue? But football and hockey, I, if I remember correctly, are in like the goals sections, which do not apply to fighting and <laughs> martial artsing <laughs> and boxing at all. I guess. Because we had the goals at both ends category and the goals yeah, in center category. Yeah, but there's pummeling involved. Yeah. yeah, systematic, strategic. Well, are there any sports that don't have pummeling involved? Well, uh, that's a really good question. I guess maybe figure skating. Lady no, sports. Not even figure skating. There's pummeling. Is so, there? Well, inadvertent maybe. pummeling. Maybe off the ice. Nancy Kerrigan, oh. Tanya Harding. Yeah. There you go. Um, the one instance in 500 mm-hmm. years of <laughs> ice skating. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you, JD. Thanks for that suggestion, and I've incorporated that into the taxonomy. I'll be up. Uploading that onto our non-existent website. Thirdand40.com. <laughs> I do appreciate his observation, though. Yes. I, don't, I didn't mean to throw him under the bus. 
Thank you for listening, JD. <laughs> I was just unclear. Maybe next time, JD, on your comments, you could think them out a little more thoroughly before writing in. Yeah, I'll support that. <laughs> I'll support that. But thank you for listening. <laughs> Listener Jeremy wrote, should center divider be called back and forth to cover wall ball sports? Wall ball sports. So and that's like a... racquetball. Right. I think we talked about that briefly, right? Right. And what is the question? So, so when he says wall ball, it's racquetball. Is there another thing that is handball? You're working okay. And then well, like pick isn't pickleball a wall? I don't know what pickleball is. I, have but no, I do not know. I know less about pickleball than any <laughs> other sport, and that's saying something. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think it's played in one of those rooms like racquetball, but I don't know. Are there pickles involved? Because I sure. do love pickles. <laughs> I think I've found you a sport. I yes. have seen pickleball consistently listed as a class or a team thing you can do in every single community ed catalog <laughs> I have ever come across. That That's what I know about pickleball. It's very popular, I guess, in Community community education circles. Wow. Wow. Who knew? Community education circles. Yeah. <laughs> the competitive world of community. <laughs> so I'm really torn on this one, Jeremy. I appreciate your uh, text message, um, but I'm not sure that I'm ready to call a center divider back and forth because I feel like that could really be confused with basketball where the ball travels back and forth. Mm-hmm. One potential solution, though, would be since we have now established that there can be subcategories, maybe in the center divider uh, category, we might have a subcategory that encompasses wall ball sports. Oh, I like that. When he says center divider, what is he referring to? Because you're hitting against a wall, and then there is is there a line on the floor between the two competitors? What is I, – I can't envision – Envision this. So um, center divider was my terminology to indicate a net of some kind. Okay. That you the ball travels over. But okay. if, it, if we rename it as back and forth, then... Oh, and he wants to make that distinction. Correct. Got it. Correct. Okay. He wants to rename my entire category. Ooh. Yeah. I no. think he's wrong, but I'm open to a subcategory. I'm sorry, but that... Even though this is yours, not mine. No, that requires a whole open. new edition of the taxo- taxonomy, and that that's not easily executed. <laughs> that's got to go through, like, multiple <laughs> authors and verifications. We've got to get the document up- it's uploaded like the DSM, to the website. You know, it's like the DSM. You can't just, oh, I'm going to change this one entry. Mm-mm. Right, right. You got to give notice. You got to wait two weeks. <laughs> but I do, I, again, I appreciate the input. I love that we have a listener writing in. I yeah. know, I do too. Thank you, listener. Thank you for writing in at least twice so far, listener. Yeah, that's so outstanding. So our final listener mail comes from Gail, who writes, baseball equals superlative, which, if you know Gail, is a very Gail thing to text. Very bossy. Um, Gail, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't think of baseball as superlative. I I mean, I think any sport, generally, where you're going for points could be considered superlative. And so if you're going to call baseball superlative, then you also have to call football and basketball And anything else with a ball. What is her line of argument? Did she give you any more? Yeah. No. Mm -mm. It was just that. Yeah, just that text. So she wants it reclassified is what I'm understanding. Well, if you recall, we never came up with a category for baseball. That's right. Yes. Um, It was kind of outside the the bounds of of each of the categories. But Gail has inspired me. I have come up with a new category for this. Oh. 
Emily. Wow. I know. I'm really excited to unveil this today. <laughs> I'm so ner- I honestly got a little nervous. Like, oh, oh, oh. Our new category is called I Try, You Try. <gasps> okay. Okay. This goes for baseball because as far as I know, and let's be honest, that's not very far, baseball is the only sport where one team takes a turn at racking up points and then while the other, the other team, team has no opportunity to get points. Huh. And then the other team gets a turn to make points. So it's democratic. They each get a turn. Mm-hmm. I try, you try. Is there anything else that falls into that? Maybe cricket, but I don't know. I really can't think of any other sports that allow f- for that kind of thing. I mean, I mean, obviously in basketball you can have things like turnovers where the other team just can grab the ball and then they get a turn, but it's not the same as having a distinct, yeah. discrete thing like an inning. Right. Right, right. Where you have your own set turn where nobody else can get a point. Right. Right. Wow, I'm I'm kind of um I'm I'm feeling a little moved by that classification. I try, you try. Okay. Okay, you guys, we had our turn. Now you go ahead and go up yeah, there. Yeah, and... yeah. It sounds so sweet when you describe it, it like know. that. I know. Well I'm I'm kinda of touched by it. Yeah, like... baseball's kind of sweet that way. Yeah. I try, you try. I like it. Yeah, I feel like it's its own kind of unique animal. So yeah. You're welcome. Wow. Thanks for your work on that. You're welcome. (laughs) As I said a few moments ago, you're still welcome. (laughs) Thank you, listener, for helping Emily update the taxonomy. Yeah. Thanks, Gail, for thinking you're right. (laughs) Thank you, Gail. Um, So, guys, let's let's move along. And I want to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs because I just learned that they are currently underway. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, now, Ken, I'm surprised you haven't been to a Stanley Cup party. I have not. Oh, have you ever been to? I have not. Because, Emily, am I right? Every yes. time we bring up a thing, Ken says, oh, yeah, I went to a yep. a soccer party. I went to a, you know, yeah. a taekwondo I, party. I think, yeah, I've been to one hockey game in my life, but I don't think I've ever watched Hockey. Whoa. And we live in like the hockey state. Yeah. Why would Stanley Cup be happening like in spring? Oh, I ask that question every year. I don't understand year. that. I don't understand it either. I mean, Cha-ching. I understand they play indoors. Follow the right? money. Follow <laughs> the money. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, right? I but mean, won't the money be spent you, in winter? But also? as long as you can protract something, right? Yeah. You I know. keep milking the cow, I guess. How long does the hockey season last i feel like it starts in october and goes it's a minnesota winter plus a few months yeah that's a great that's a great (laughs) time measurement yes (laughs) so basically nine months so it is going on yeah currently yes who's who's in it don't know that okay Okay. because i looked at the brackets there's actually a bracket for the stanley cup playoffs okay like brackets um but the bracket i looked at only had the logos and Mm. none of them were familiar (laughs) (laughs) Was the uh, Minnesota team no, they, participating? I already know that they were knocked out very early. Ah. Are they the Wild? Yes. Okay. Yes, but they were knocked out early. Um, okay. I happen to work right near where they play their games, and so I saw Like the... your cube is like right on the rink. <laughs> My cube <laughs> is right on the rink. <laughs> you see them slamming against the... You guys, I am trying. Keep it down in there. <laughs> 
you knock on the glass. Hey, 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 hey. I'm thinking I'm thinking more of like a situation where it's an office until five o'clock and then they just like they push all the cubes off the floor. They, they roll the- out the ice and then it's a so you just like when five o'clock rolls out, you really have to leave. You, yeah. You don't get to stay. Here comes the Zamboni yeah. <laughs> smoothing the ice. You know, speaking of women's hockey. There was a news item this week. I saw that. We are getting a hockey team, a women's, what is it called? The NWHL. I'm mortified I didn't know that this league existed. Wow. I, I didn't know that either. This whole time we've been adding the W before the other letters, and it turns out you got to go put it after place. the end. Yeah. That was my biggest mind-blowing moment of this was that the W is the second letter. Yeah. So in, in that case, I then assume we need to refer to the NMHL rather than the MNHL, which is what I would have guessed it was. I'm never oh, going to remember Right. That. So now now this is going to be really tough. Are you up for writing another taxon- taxonomy? <laughs> we might we need only it. do so much, you know, arbitrary categorization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so... Um, how many teams are in this? I don't know for sure. I want to say six. I mean, let's just say that. Okay, yep. let's say six. I think that's right. It's six. And um, I'm sure they're getting paid what men are getting paid in their hockey jobs. Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. hockey jobs. <laughs> their hockey. Sorry, I got to go to my hockey job. <laughs> Bye, honey. <laughs> um, what's odd to me is that the Minnesota team is the Whitecaps. And so you would have thought, you know, Whitecaps is a reference to, like, the surf. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yet, we live in Minnesota. Like, well, if I may. Yeah, you may. I, I wonder if it's a reference to Lake Superior. When you said Whitecaps, I thought of snow-covered mountains. But that also would not apply. Yeah, I did too. And, of course, the KKK. But neither of those. Ah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's really just... The, I think Mary Jo's right. I'm, I'm going to assume it's Lake Superior. Water, like like water related, obviously. I, like that. I mean, not to sound like a ninny, but I that was my guess. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about the Whitecaps. Maybe we'll have to check out one of their games at some I point. I would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, why not? Maybe we could be there live on the scene. Is there recording a live team. podcast? That sounds oh, really great. They deserve better than yeah. <laughs> Oh, that Emily, that is really sweet. <laughs> no, they deserve better. We want them to do it right out of the gate. I don't know. We could help inform people about the NWHL by by recording from a game. I think a live podcast would be fun. While we're on the topic of hockey, and, you know, it was recently Mother's Day, um, I've been thinking a little bit extra, you know, with this podcast and Mother's Day and, and hockey, kind of putting them all together and thinking about sports moms mm. and the existence of hockey moms in particular. And what is it about hockey moms that sets them apart? Why is hockey pretty much the only sport known for its moms or known for yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I know. I think not, I know what you're saying. Not known for its moms, but if there's a mom contingent in a sport, hockey seems to be the sport. Right. And how did that become a thing? Right. So I'm not sure I am aware that hockey moms is a thing. So what? What are the behaviors that classify a hockey mom? What are the stereotypes surrounding hockey moms? It feels like another 
rank or layering of the team itself. So yeah. the the team and then oh the team of moms who who are running it, who are making sure that that gets done. I think. I don't know. I don't have kids in sports, yeah. but that's my guess. Does does the hockey mom help to ensure um, that her son, if if we're talking about men's hockey, help to ensure that her son has the appropriate hair for hockey? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is an excellent question. That is a great question. See, when I think of hockey mom, I think of Sarah Palin. Because mm. um, I feel like she once described herself as a hockey mom. Yes, and I think you're right. Stereotype of like this fierce, tough, protective thing when it comes to having your kid in hockey, and that like you're protective of hockey as a sport, and your kid and your kids standing in hockey, and it's all a little bit oh weird, weird to me. Or you're gonna do everything you can to ensure that your kid excels in that sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give that kid all the advantages. Is that kind of? Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. So did she say it? Do you think she said it like um, like uh, a cry of uh, superiority or um, was it part of her I'm just a regular gal kind of thing? I think it was part of her like Alaska she-woman. Got thing. it. Right. Right, like Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Only of hockey mom. Of hockey. Yeah. Not, Emily, that's that was a poor analogy. <laughs> I love it. I think I think it was a way to say, like, I'm a regular person, but I'm a fighter. There it is. Yeah. I'm a fighter. Yeah, I'm just like you, except I'm, like, probably a little bit better. <laughs> I'm going to go to the mat. I'm a person who will go to the mat for my kids. Yeah. 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 And now I'm going to go to the mat for you, American people. Yeah. So I think what bugs me most about this is when you juxtapose it with soccer moms. Soccer moms drive the carpool and Mm -hmm. soccer moms bring the Gatorade and the juice boxes. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? There's just something about that's like inherently weak about soccer moms and inherently tough about hockey moms. Yeah, because soccer mom is used as a, um, what's the word I want? A diminutive or a uh, slight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a soccer mom. It also sounds, that's really interesting because my, as I think of it, I realize that I am buying into the shorthand of it, which is very privileged people for some reason, they have skinny legs. They have skinny, cute, tan legs. It's a very vivid <laughs> picture. Somehow, um, it, elitist, I guess, is that's what it feels like to me that people are saying when they say yeah. soccer mom. Yeah, which which is kind of backwards because you can, you know, yes, there are expensive soccer leagues, but hockey is almost always very expensive yeah. because you have to pay for Sup- ice time. Super expensive. And the equipment yeah. is super. right. So it's strange that they've escaped this elitism, you know, stereotype or slight, and yet soccer moms haven't. Well, I think because you brought up Sarah Palin, this made me think, I think soccer mom more typically is a mom in the suburbs. Hmm. And that's where I'm picturing, like, you know, uh, schools with a lot of money and moms driving around in the big vans and lots of drop-offs and pickups and juice boxes. Whereas when you think of Sarah Palin, I think of, you know, Alaska or North Minnesota, more rural, rural. areas where you have to be more kind of rugged and strong and, you know, you have to be huh. able to battle nature and cold <laughs> weather. Whereas 
soccer moms, it's, you know, it's light and summer and fun. And nice weather in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I think, Ken, I think that's really yeah. interesting. The word, the word rugged. And I also, I, I have no basis for this, but when I think soccer mom, I also feel like um, young girls are largely in soccer. I don't mm-hmm. have anything to back that mm-hmm. up. So is it is it a male-female dynamic? I work with, uh, you know, I'm a hockey mom. That means it's a male sport, thus it's superior, versus, oh, I'm a soccer mom, which is kind of more girls, girly. That's, you know, hmm. I don't know. I made that up. I think there might be some truth to it. Yeah, I think there might be some truth to that as well. It definitely feels like, you know, the stereotype of soccer moms is like the the movie Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. And the stereotype with hockey moms is more like The Revenant. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. You're battling grizzlies to get to your ice time. I'm clutching my heart because I loved that analogy that (laughs) hockey was more like The Revenant. And I've never heard of Ladybugs. (laughs) I mean, like, terrible Rodney Dangerfield movie from the It gets no respect. Are there are there any good Rodney Dangerfield movies? Caddyshack. <laughs> anyway, don't, don't. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's about all I got. Okay, well I, that was a really interesting discussion. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, any other comments about hockey? I don't feel like we really got into hockey very much with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I feel like we barely talked about the Stanley Cup. I feel like I should have a friend host a party so, <laughs> so that you, oh. so that I can go to watch it. And then have a better understanding of what the Stanley well, Cup yeah. the sport is about. Well, yeah, and keep up your standing right. of attending right. parties that revolve around every sport in the universe. Listener, yes. are you hosting a Stanley <laughs> Cup party that you would like to invite me to? Friends of Ken. I'm sending up the Ken signal. Let us know if you'd like to host us at a Stanley Cup party, or at least host Ken. Maybe we could uh, live record an episode from the Stanley Cup party. Do you know how happy that would make me? For real, that would make me so happy. Two teams we've never heard of battling it out I a like game the, that we're not going to watch. I like the idea of an actual party going on around us, and the three of us are just kind of sitting in the corner, mostly commenting on the party guests and the party uh, rather oh yeah. than the game. Oh, and for their sure. reaction to the game, oh, yeah. oh, that person is invested in that team. Hmm. That's an interesting choice for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> that made me so happy. Oh, popcorn with kale? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about team names and the white caps. And I know that offline we talked a little bit about how odd it is that there's a team called the Utah Jazz and that there's the wherever the Lakers are, but they're not in Minnesota. You know, that <laughs> the fact that teams move and get sold, and they take their team name with them, even if it doesn't make any sense with the city. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I've been thinking about this a little bit and thinking about cities I visited. Um, If you had to come up with a team name for a city that you have visited or that you're familiar with, I'd love to know what team names you would come up with that actually make sense for those cities. Um, And I know that Amy Schumer did a little bit on this in – one of her movies, and it was kind of hilarious. And so this is kind of an homage to Amy, but I want to personalize it a little bit more and look at cities that we, the three of us, have been to and and what would we call the teams in those cities. And is that based on our our relationship with the city or is it representative of the city? 
I think you can go either way. I mean, okay. I think the way I looked at it was when I think of the city, you know, after having visited it, what do I what do I think of? Mm-hmm. I know this feels like a strange exercise. But, oh, no, I but go love with me. it. I love it. <laughs> go with it. Ken? Well, I thought of I thought of two. Um, one one more kind of general and one very specific. So I'm going to start with the general one first because it's less funny. Um, so I thought of, and this is actually not a city, but it's an island. Oh. I thought of Kauai, which is my favorite place in the world. Um, I've been there twice, and we've started, the people I've gone with, we've started using the word mahalo, which is the Hawaiian word for thanks, as kind of, I think we've kind of replaced aloha with mahalo in some ways. So we use mahalo as a as a greeting and a, as a goodbye and thank you and just the general mahalo spirit, if you will. Um, so I thought of the Kauai mahalo. And I think, like the Utah jazz, I think we would not pluralize it and it would just be the Kauai mahalo. I like but that. But that's still up for debate. Okay. I, I really like that. That actually sounds quite musical. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, you know, it, it's personal to me, but it's also, it actually makes sense. Emblematic of the island. Exactly. And then my second example, which is much more specific to me, um, is the Boston phone toilets. <laughs> um, wait, no, I'm sorry. I got that backwards. It is the Boston toilet phones. <laughs> because I dropped my cell phone in the toilet in Boston. So I think Boston Toilet Phones is a great team name. And I'm also picturing the mascot (laughs) for that team. And yeah, I think this team needs to happen. I love that, Ken, and I think you've really you've really captured the spirit of what I was going for with this with this exercise. I know, I can't even respond. I'm so in love with that. (laughs) But I love I love how it's not it's an intensely personal relationship. <laughs> it's not just, you know, a relationship with, oh, I had this experience in Boston. I right. mean, it is specific and intense. And that was your that was your takeaway from Boston, so to speak. Well, not necessarily. I've been there several times. But that's what you... But when the question popped, when, when Emily floated the idea, that was just immediately the thing that popped into my head. Floated the idea. I can see so you. Yep. Floated the idea. So, so to speak. <laughs> Good one. And I, you know, I exactly. I drop things a lot everywhere. Um, but, you know, dropping my phone in the toilet has only happened in Boston. So that is a very, very specific memory. Wow. Yeah. Yes, specific. Yeah, indeed. You're going to get the keys to the city now. <laughs> what a tribute. Honorary citizen. <laughs> Well, I was trying to think of cities that I visited, which have been quite a few. I'm quite worldly. Yeah, <laughs> listener. we know. We know. Um, but I was thinking of where I'm from, which is Circle Pines. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking the Circle Pines Pines. I bet they have a... <laughs> They definitely have a hockey team, right? <laughs> you think? Well, it's kind of it's it used to be kind of rurally, so yeah. hockey was huge yeah. when I was growing up. But it also Circle Pines is um uh was started in the 40s as a cooperative community where the city would buy its own purchase its own um resources and not farm them out. So it was kind of this idealistic sort of thing and that's why you have the the, the emblem of Circle Pines is three pines. Mm. And so I was thinking, oh, the Circle Pines, Pines. I love that. Because love that. Pines are stately. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and grand. Yeah. And convey a certain, you know. Yeah. What what sport do you think they would play? Oh, God, I didn't even get that. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, now. that seems hockey-ish. Yeah, I like that. Or snowshoeing. <laughs> Is that a sport? Uh, I don't know if it's a sport, but I don't think it's a team sport. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I was thinking, well, one of my favorite cities is Paris, the Paris croissants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oui, that's oui. really emblematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was thinking about, um, I have visited Sock Center, which is the birthplace of Sinclair Lewis, who wrote Main Street and Babbitt, etc. So sure. I was thinking... The Sock Center Lewis's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because writing is a, a sophisticated, scholarly, ostensibly, endeavor. So that's all I came up with. I like those. Yeah, I like those, too. Very nice. How about you, Miss um, Emily Pants? I did not come up with too much, but... Um, my first one uh, is um, dedicated to the city of Savannah, where I um, we went as a family a few years ago for a long weekend because we were curious to see what it looked like. Um, and so my team name would be called the Savannah Open Containers <laughs> because Savannah is, uh, they encourage visitors to walk around with a solo cup mm. with, your, with wh- whatever you want, as far as I know. They encourage it? Yeah. Sounds like Vegas. Oh. Um, and I think I've, um, Ben suggested that the, like, if you're really in the know with the team and you have a nickname for them, you could call them the to-goes. Oh. Which I really like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. shorthand because uh-huh. yeah, you're, you're shorthand. super, yeah. super yeah, fan. I'm a super fan of the containers. <laughs> so, so, so you go into an establishment and you get a drink, but then you're encouraged to get it and walk around with it. Yeah. Or you can just walk down go to like a 7-Eleven and get like a gin slurpee and come out <laughs> fast i never knew that fascinating yeah i mean i don't know the law inside out but that's definitely a, a thing down there okay and their mascot could be a red solo cup yes that's yeah so beautiful yeah i love that so much with legs and arms yes yeah and yeah. then running up and down the the aisles of whatever stadium mm-hmm. it's in falling getting, down yeah getting people <laughs> Getting people to, you know, cheer and maybe water or liquid could come out of it. Yes, I agree. I think they should fill up the mascot with a beverage. So every time he moves around, he's kind of spilling a little bit. (laughs) He's so happy. Uh, And it's funny that you brought up Las Vegas because that's my other other team is the Las Vegas Wealth Gaps. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Uh, there are a lot of cities in this country that have a noticeable wealth gap, but none I feel like where it's uh, in, where the gap is so obvious and it's so in such close proximity. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where all these people are inter- intermingled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my heart just burst with that idea. So I love it. Yeah. So Vegas, if you're thinking about a team, let's go with the gaps. Uh, okay. And what sport? Sport. The is wealth that? gaps. Gosh. Is there, you know, is there a team or a, a game that's played by both ends of the wealth gap spectrum? And the team could maybe the game could bring them together, although that that kind of doesn't ja, it doesn't fit with wealth gap. So you maybe maybe it should be <laughs> oh? a, a game where you have the wealthy team playing against the poor team. That feels very hunger game. I don't know what the me. sport is though, but 
I've determined how the, the team structure is going to go. It makes me nervous. Wow. That makes me very nervous, especially in the current environment. Indeed. That's like Titanic. Yeah. Yikes. Maybe it should be uh, one of the pummeling sports. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> well, this is the kind of conversation that the Wealth Gaps team is going to inspire. <laughs> Only in America. I love that, Emily. That's tremendous. Thanks, Mary Jo. Thanks. Um, that's that's all I have, folks. Any okay. uh, any other comments before we wrap up our fourth episode? Uh, thank you, listener, for all the letters and comments. Yeah, listener. Um, that's our tremendous. listener made some comments to me in person as well, so keep them coming. And also, uh, why don't we state an intention that for our next podcast or a couple of podcasts down the road we'll report on who won the stanley cup oh i think our listener will want to know that information yes yeah i bet they're they're gonna they're gonna look here first yes they will we'll have no other means for that i think that's accurate yeah yeah that's a great idea let's make sure that okay we share that information as soon as we learn it or okay i'm making a note that we have to report back That that episode will begin with a breaking news bulletin. <laughs> like, you know, that sound. <laughs> we have just received word. Also, can we have like a, a ticker tape machine in the back? Whatever, you know, a fax machine. Yes. Whatever sound we want to indicate that it's urgent. <laughs> I think we can put those sound effects in. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank Talk you. to you soon. Thanks, Ken. Bye-bye, everyone. Hello.